0: Thank you for listening to this St. Louis on the Air podcast brought to you by Lindenwood University's Hammond Institute for Free Enterprise, examining market approaches to help solve economic and social issues. Hammond. Welcome to St.
1: Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. It's the end of the era in St. Louis and the beginning of Johnny Max Sporting goods, uh, and the renowned Johnny Max Sporting Goods stores are closing. Johnny Max has provided uniforms, equipment and trophies for thousands and thousands of young athletes for more than five decades. Now it's been sold, a lot of people losing their jobs. Joining me to talk about it all is Bob MacArthur, CEO and co-owner of Johnny Max. His father founded the company. Bob, great to have you with us. Thank you, Don. What's the feeling like in the MacArthur family these days? Well, it's, uh, it's a roller coaster.
0: It's up and down depending on the hour. And um, even I was just a little late uh, panicking. I called Alex ahead of time and said, I'm running late. Uh, I was stopped by a coach from St. Mary's High School who's 83 years of age who reminisced and brought a tear to his eye in the store saying, um, I remember when your father started this and your mother and uh, all the boys and sons who have worked in the business all these years. So it's uh it's a, it's a difficult time.
1: I, I gather it's not necessarily
0: something the family wanted to do. No, not necessarily, Don. It's um, it, it's it of course there's options and there are choices, but I think um uh for a business decision it it definitely is something that is uh that needed to be done and one that uh will serve uh, the majority of the full-time people that were employed by us to carry on with the new company, BSN, uh, in the sales of uh, school and institutional uh, team business. And um, that made up about 65 to 70% of our business. But at one time, our retail business was Mm 50-50. And um, so with the changing of uh, the retail apocalyptic uh, times, if you will, um, you know, that's the change, and that's what was allowed us to get to where we are today, that the team business and the school business and the retail customer all together made it work. But when that retail part of it, uh, 10 15 20%, my wife Martha is even guilty of it, the ease of today, staying at home and ordering something online. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think a lot of people, if they're honest with themselves, can th- – really think about it, that um, that percentage of business that they're not giving to the local small store, if you will, or business person, is makes a difference between a
1: tipping point of whether it's profitable or not. Even more painful must be the fact that a lot of people might come into one of your shops and look at stuff and find out what fits and what doesn't fit, then go home and order it online. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did that while we were in
0: business. And uh, Needless to say unfortunately it's it is it's remarkable and it's sad but it's human nature you know that we're running these store closing sales and people are running in at 10 to 30% off and we're doing five times the business we used to do and I thought and people are saying why are you doing this and I'm like well if you would have kept on doing this yeah. we'd still be here yeah. you know it would make it a lot easier to stay here
1: what is the number of people who actually are going to be uh, displaced by this? I've seen as many as 160 perhaps. Well, no. Uh,
0: you know, full-time, like I'm saying, probably 50 okay. full-time. And then uh, the rest make up uh, a lot of the segment. That is more of the uh, part-time. And, you know, the, the the part that was really nice though is that was easy for us in that aspect is that we used to have uh, students that were um, – hmm athletes also. And it was great to hire them. They loved it, and it worked. But guess what? When it's baseball season, what are they doing? They're playing baseball. They can't
1: work. So that made that difficult mm-hmm. in regards to the schedules. But, Why are these people actually going to lose their jobs? I mean, is the BSN not going to continue maintaining the uh, stores? No, they won't. They won't mm. do the retail aspect of it, and they don't. And I think
0: that's the thing that's different today, is that there's a decision, either you're one or the other. Doing both makes it awful, awful difficult. And uh, especially with the sales channel now that we attempted to do and we did a little bit of it. But it was, again, a great capital expenditure in regards to doing the internet type mm-hmm. sales. Um,
1: adding that aspect of it uh, was very costly. Um, I, don't, I don't understand one aspect of this. That being why a company would come in and want to buy you out. If your sales are declining, I mean, that doesn't seem like a good investment necessarily. Oh, well,
0: that's on the retail side of the business. Uh-huh. And so this company, you know, uh, has been, uh, and others, but mostly this particular company has been, uh, in you know, at one time or another over, you know, 15, 20 years, uh, inquired about wanting to acquire us. And uh, it had never gotten to the point because, again, everything together was working. And um, so the retail aspect, though, th- that is not an interest of theirs. Their platform for doing the uh, online sales along with having the sales force in the in the field is what works for them.
1: So no stores. The stores are going to be closed on, on both sides of the river, obviously.
0: Well, we're also up in Michigan, and they mm-hmm. are going to maintain an office up there that we have in Lansing, and that's been up there for 25 years. And uh, we have a great individual, Mike Stewart, who runs that for us up there, and he'll remain and – uh, and then also down here, our Watson store location, well, they'll lease that office and sales floor, the sales floor for coaches Mm-mm. to come in and, and still see sales reps there and things like that.
1: The, the other properties, do you own the other properties? And- we do We do
0: own some of them and others uh, we do lease. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, the memories. So now that oh. we've gone gone through the business aspect of this. Uh, I've been reading a little bit about uh, things that you've been going through in terms of thinking back on the early days. Give us some sense of how this whole thing got started 50-plus years ago.
0: Well, it all started, of course, with uh, uh, my father, who um, uh, was an orphan himself, and uh, he really found that through sports uh, it was his way of – that's what filled his soul. That's what really got – uh, him, so he umpired. He officiated Big Eight football. Official. Uh, he started a store. He was, um, and he had five boys behind him that could help out al- along with a, a great uh, a spouse that uh, uh, did a lot also in regards to anything and everything it took. And we started a Danny Donuts shop on on Crestwood. And before that, he was in a store before called John MacArthur Sporting Goods, and it? it was on South Grand where the old Giuseppes used to be. Mm-hmm. And um, so that that did not uh, work out, but then he kept on, his perseverance was just phenomenal, and he just kept on
1: working, and so. And became an institution, there's no question. Do you have any idea how many teams or how many individuals you've outfitted <laughs> over I, all these years?
0: I have no idea, and it's only uh, now, because a lot of times I, I wasn't on the floor, and uh, that's the difference today also, is that a lot of people didn't need to come into the store anymore, mm-hmm. and. But, um, you know, it's – my father used to work the door uh, when he was retired uh, even probably within 10 years ago and uh, he walked. He would work the door at Sam's Club and people would walk in the door and he'd say, hey, number 63 because he would remember that particular athlete going to Vianney High School or Limburg, where he officiated and he had a phenomenal
1: uh, recall in regards to uh, – uh, how many people he touched? Individual customers and who they were, and they and kept uh, kept coming back. Absolutely. Yeah. What about your own participation in it? I mean, your dad put you to work uh, pretty early, as I understand it. He sure did. And and the thing that I came to realize uh, today,
0: and I and I still tell him, and uh, it's hard to communicate to him, but the things that you know, I would complain about the most, just like I do with my sons, my sons would do to me, it, mm-hmm. is the things today that I'm so grateful for. And that was the fact that teach me and all my brothers how to work. And uh, he was uh, a driven man. And uh, he was, uh, those are the things that we were taught. I mean, we would cut through the backyard to go uh, to go to school, we'd come home and mom and have a <clears throat> message there saying, Uh, eat the sandwich and when you're finished, come on up to work. And uh, then we'd still do our school work and work in the business also. And I would stand three wood soda cases uh, by the engraving machine so I could reach the machine when I was 10 years of age with my brother uh, engraving trophies and getting paid a penny a letter to do that. So those are the tremendous uh, memories or driving the truck when I'd come down to 10th Street in Washington and my father would tell me to go up on the 12th uh, floor and and meet uh, Mr. Shanker. He's going to have one of those uh, leather sleeve award jackets for you for St. Mary's to pick up. And when you pick it up, then I want you to stop off at Morgan Ford and see Dorothy Zebowitz. She'll be there with one of the chenille patches, and you'll wait for that while she sews it on and then bring that back to me. Those are the kind of things that... We started with mm-hmm. Funk Cap Company used to be down in Washington, so the it was still during those times that uh, those things were being made here.
1: And that, that's the kind of thing that you can't do with an online shopping experience. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, you know, Don, I think um, you know a lot of a lot of times people are sad saying, you know, I'm sad to see this go, but at the same time, they need to realize that by their habits and what they're doing, uh, they're going to get what they're asking for. You you cannot. It's very difficult with rising cost to, to continue to provide that type of service. Mm-hmm. And when you have uh, an influx, also of your suppliers selling online directly, also Nike and even like Rawlings locally in town, you know they are, they they sell online also. Mm-hmm. What,
1: so. what exactly do you mean when you say the the uh, customers will get what they're asking for in a price?
0: Yeah, price,
1: and that they say that um, you know
0: I buy all my things here. Well, like I said before, if you if they think about it, they may realize that, well, yeah, before I come to the store now, I do go online and check and see about who's got the best price. And the worst kind of customer you may have is uh, the silent customer who comes in and realizes that um, he was able to pick up that bat or a glove and find out what it was that he wanted. But then he'll go home and find maybe someplace else where it was cheaper.
1: But the uh the, the, the horse is out of the barn on this one, I think, Bob, don't you, in terms of people are people are turning for this online thing and they're not there's no turning back, I would suspect. I I have to agree with you, Don. I yeah. mean, there are, you know, companies that are
0: uh again continuing to uh figure it out and, and make it work to where they're only doing maybe the stores and the brick and mortar and they are doing the online that complements that. Uh however you know, I can't count how many different uh, competitors that we've gone through. Uh, our time of all coming in that we've been able to sustain and, and stay alive, but uh, it has um, gotten to the point again where there's Dick's Sporting Goods, the large five uh, hundred pound gorilla on that side mm-hmm. of it, if you will, and and now there's another one, of course, Academy that took Sports Authority's place. Well. During that lull of when Sports Authority went out, we thought, oh, wow, this is great. We'll have – and then right behind it comes another one and it just doesn't stop in regards Mm -hmm. to flooding the market and uh, places to shop.
1: We're talking with Bob MacArthur, who is the co-owner of Johnny Mac's Sporting Goods Stores, uh, which are uh, soon to be no more as the uh, o- organization has been sold. Uh, is there anything, uh, Bob, that you, uh, you might have been able to do, do you think, uh, y- a year or two back to uh, keep this from happening? Uh,
0: Don, it would have taken a, a, a big shift in regards to only maybe doing uh, the team and school side of the business. Um, and maybe investing earlier and sooner into the uh, internet type of business, mm-hmm. e-commerce too. But uh, the way we were positioned with the uh, trying to do the three different uh, sales channels, if you will, one is what we call the team businesses, where we had the uh, gentlemen that are within the stores, and then we had uh, the sales road salesmen who would go out and call into schools, and those were two different types of of, of accounts and. The thing that's also changed is the fact that these large clubs, that soccer and mm-hmm. baseball and everybody's playing on a select team now, uh, that has also changed the business because we have businesses within a business that are also taking pieces of that market, if you will. They're so large that they command, um, you know, discounts directly with the manufacturers mm-hmm. and therefore you can still handle those accounts. but. The margin, in order to do that, is uh, not as great as it used to be.
1: You know what's happened to you and and, and other small businesses. Not yours was that small, but uh, it reminds me a lot of what happens when Walmart comes to town. You have the big box uh, sitting there, and all of a sudden, the mom and pop stores uh, go down.
0: Uh, yeah, there's that kind of comparison, and um, and it. Uh, it didn't really hit the sporting good business until maybe a year and a half, two years ago, really hard when, again, um, <clears throat> Nike, who is 20 percent of our business, um, decided to use Amazon for their their actual platform and fulfillment. And so that makes mm-hmm. it pretty difficult to compete with.
1: Gee, Nike's in a little bit of a jam right now as a result of one of its shoes virtually exploding on the basketball court during a Duke game and injuring a star player. Stocks, stocks went down rather dramatically after that. That'll happen, yeah. um, and, uh, and again, from the
0: political side of things, and and how you know Under Armour and Kevin Plank makes a statement at one time uh, supporting Trump, for example, mm-hmm. and uh, what that caused uh, to the shares to to fall also when mm-hmm. that happened, and so.
1: I didn't realize that your reach uh, was as extensive as it is. You're talking about places in Michigan. You've had some places in Illinois as well. And where? How how broad was your reach during the heyday? Uh, Well, it it still, uh, you know, we've
0: uh, hovered about that, uh, you know, uh, amount of stretch of of business for some time. But uh, you know, Springfield, Missouri, we had a store. We have a store down there that's uh, 200 miles away. and then Swansea, Illinois, and Florissant, and Baldwin, Saint Peter's, and up into Lansing, Michigan, and then outside of uh, Detroit and Rochester Hills, we had a sales office, and then uh, Grand Rapids was the latest uh, store that we had opened uh, just about a year ago.
1: Uh-huh. You're having a lot of uh, sales these days, right? Tell us tell us what's going on in these stores now as you are unloading inventory.
0: Yeah, it's um, you know. It is uh, once, one again, that we really didn't ever advertise about, um, you know, gimmicks or anything else. Our price was what our price was, and uh, it was amazing that we would find people who thought our prices were fair. And of course, we always had those who thought we were high, mm-hmm. and uh, we all know that it's no difference between a deerbergs and a schnooks, and uh, they're all they all vary. And mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, uh, you know. We do have uh, – right now, in fact, it, on Thursdays it changes and it will be through approximately 90 days and we're about 10 days through the sale that we are running now from 20 uh, to 40 percent off all items uh, in the store. So, uh, yeah, it's it's rather busy right now and uh, um, so retail at this time is good. Yeah,
1: but you're taking a hit, I assume, if you're selling at that kind of a discount.
0: Yes, Um and it's always been one that, again, you know, do you concentrate on whether it's the margin for a, a smaller amount of sales mm-hmm. or high amount of advertising and traffic uh, to drive, you know, the sales this way. But um, um, like I said, our philosophy worked for many years and, uh, and they always did say there's two times you always make a lot of, you know, most the money and that's when you go – uh, in business for grand openings, and mm-hmm. and then when you're going out of business, but uh, this is the first time I ever experienced that. Of course, and the last time I ever want to experience because it's very difficult.
1: Yeah. Your dad's ninety-one, I believe. Is that correct? That's correct. And uh, you mentioned that the family is sad, and it's like a kick in the stomach, and what have. How about him specifically?
0: Well, unfortunately, uh, you know, he's uh, had a stroke, and he's um, in a in a Delmar Garden South in the nursing home, and that, but. Uh, he has a difficult time uh, with the stroke uh, aphasia aspect of it that it's difficult for him to communicate in that but mm-hmm. uh I know that it it probably is but I had talked to him uh some years ago you know and and just told him about the struggles and he understood and everything else and he also understands that you know you've got to make the right decision that's mm-hmm. best for you know uh the the family and and those involved so
1: May be very pre- presumptuous of me to e- even think this, but in a way, maybe it's better that he doesn't have a full understanding of what's going on.
0: I think so. It yeah. would be definitely uh, something that uh, it, it's very sad. But uh, you know, he's had a great full life, and uh, we've had a great run in regards to um, uh, the fifty-two years that we've been in business, mm-hmm. and uh, we're, we're 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 grateful and we're thankful for all the uh, customers that. Did uh, uh, give us uh, all their business, and and we earned it, and uh, w- for that we're, we're truly uh, grateful and blessed for that.
1: Do you ever have ever have any famous athletes uh, shop at Johnny Max?
0: Oh, it, it's <laughs> that's the other great memories. You know, I yeah. remember when Bob Costas came into the store, and and um, you, you know uh, Gene McNary with baseball teams, and. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you know, Ozzy Smith And yeah, we would always have uh, In fact, uh, last week should have been Our baseball expo for the last so many years We would always have a, a Player come in and, and we wouldn't Charge, it would be our baseball expo And they'd sign autographs for the kids, it was great
1: Clearly, uh, Johnny Max is going to be missed Bob uh, McArthur, thank you for being with us uh, Congratulations on all those 50 years You're a big part of most of it And uh, we appreciate that, the best to you Thank you, Don